So this is Mark 1, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beast and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. On February 11th of 2017, I was coming home from speaking at a few conferences and then taking care of a friend who was struggling with cancer, a friend I went to college with. And while I was away on this trip, my then wife and I were trying to figure out our way forward. My discernment practices along that time was reinvesting in our relationship and being grateful for all that was given to us, being grateful for the gift of life. I was coming out of a really hard time at the church I was serving. I had just announced my last Sunday would be Easter Sunday at this church. It was uh, not a good environment for me to be serving in. And so I thought for sure we'd find our way forward in our marriage. When she came to pick me up at the airport on February 11th, 2017, I entered into the car and said, I'm so thankful for you. Let's figure this out. And she turned and looked at me and said, I'm leaving you. We made our way back to the parsonage that we were living in and she had already packed a few bags and had arranged to be somewhere else. And in that moment, my entire world changed and shifted. And it became, became something I didn't know any longer. It was that weird, traumatic feeling of surrealism. Like, what is this? I knew I had to preside at a funeral later that afternoon. Like, nothing in the world had changed except my entire world changed. And I was thrown into this space of not knowing exactly who I was anymore. I would now call this my wilderness time. From February 11th, 2017 until Easter of that year, April 18th, 2017, I was thrown into this space that looked different than I had ever encountered and it was desolate and it was lonely and I didn't quite know who I was or where I was. I had been driven into a wilderness that I did not even really choose. What strikes me about our Mark passage today is that it really is given to us in three distinct parts in a very short amount of time. In just six verses, Mark gives us the baptism of Jesus. So the marking of his ministry, announcing to the world who Jesus is to God and to one another. 
driving him into the wilderness for 40 days and bringing him out into the wilderness into public ministry. It's these three distinct spaces that Mark gives us as a glimpse into Jesus' ministry with us, into this journey that we're about to go on through, through another 40 days. And yet in that short amount of time, we also see that these pieces are extremely connected. It's the same spirit that alights on Jesus and baptizes Jesus and claims him to be God's beloved, the voice of God that drives him out into a wilderness. So as Jesus comes up dripping from this like crystally spirit goodness of God, instead of turning towards the people that he's about to serve, which he knows in a very public ministry soon to come, just verses later, turns towards the wilderness, this place of solitude, this place of something that will become temptation, but it's also a place of revelation. It's also a place of turning into oneself. It's also a place where he gets to discover exactly who he is, who he is meant to be, and how he is to rely on God. And it's that same spirit that claims him, names him, and refreshes him, that sends him, that drives him out. In fact, Mark tells us, drives him into the wilderness, compels him into this place of solitude and meaning and revealing who he is and who he will be. Frederick Buechner, a German theologian who um, is so wise, said this, after being baptized by John in the River Jordan, Jesus went off alone into the wilderness where he spent 40 days asking himself the question of what it meant to be Jesus. During Lent, Christians are supposed to ask one way or another what it means to be themselves. This wilderness that we've all found ourselves in is sometimes one that we are driven into not by our choice, but once we are there, we understand that this is a place that reveals ourselves to ourselves, and it also reveals the presence of God. Now, in Matthew 4 and in Luke 4, the wilderness is outlined by these temptations because Satan or the prosecutor meets Jesus in the wilderness and offers him these temptations. We don't get those kind of details in Mark. But what we do understand is that there are wild beasts in the wilderness, and there are also angels attending to him in the wilderness. In this solitude and revelation, Jesus is confronted with wild beasts, but also angels are attending to him. In my own personal wilderness of going through broken relationship and trying to figure out what it was that I was at the end of the day after serving this toxic church, after coming out of this broken relationship, During this time of wilderness between the beginning of Lent that year and Easter, what was revealed to me was that I was being confronted by wild beasts, but I was also attended to by angels. During that time, there was a revelation of discovering that I didn't know who I was anymore, and a revelation of those attending to me who had me remember who I was. A dear friend of mine who I lived with in seminary, who I call a chosen sister, would call me every single morning during that time just to make sure I got out of bed. And sometimes I would say to her, April, tell me who I am again. And she would tell me, you are passionate about the houseless. You have a great big heart for God. 
you serve people, you care about your family. She would repeat these things to me. She was part of the angels that attended to me. Others would walk alongside me and just be in that wilderness. And then I would have to deal with my wild beasts of why did this relationship break? Why wasn't this service to God what I needed to be in and called to be? What was happening to me in this time? And what would I become in my ministry to myself, to my people around me? Recently, a friend reminded me of a conversation that we had. She also was attending to me during this time. And at one point she said, you know, you will be stronger for this. You will know yourself better. And at that time I said to her, yeah, but right now that's not what it feels like. In the wilderness, sometimes we just need to sit in that solitude, knowing, of course, having faith that we will be stronger because of the wilderness. We will know more about ourselves in the wilderness. And yet in that moment, sometimes we just need to sit in that wilderness, especially at the beginning of our journey. This week is Lent 1. It's the very beginning of our journey. The name Lent comes from a version of lengthen during this long time in which we get to express ourselves and reveal ourselves and tune back into ourselves. Lent is the time in which we return back to God. It's about this um, revelation and recognition and returning to this confession of ourselves to God so that we might reveal ourselves more fully. But it takes that amount of time perhaps even longer. It wasn't like I came out Easter morning being like, I'm a whole new person. It actually took another pilgrimage in time and healing and more clarification of myself to dwell fully into that wilderness and to come out on the other side transformed into something totally different and resurrected. We're just at the beginning though. And at Portsmouth, we're looking at this theme of tuning into our lives and This morning, we get to tune into our own wildernesses. What are we being compelled into? What are we being driven into to explore more about ourselves and our solitude and revelation of who we are in relationship to God, knowing that God is present and there are angels attending to us? I've been hearkening back to a couple of scholars most recently, one of which was Dr. Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman was born in 1899, and the way that he puts wilderness is actually in terms of the growing edge. Dr. Howard Thurman, who was a mentor to Martin Luther King Jr. in civil rights, whose family grew up in Florida and knew what it meant to be slaves to other human beings, was always told that he was as good as those he was being put down by. And so he had this faith in what it meant to bring the word of God to God's people. And he gave a sermon once about looking towards the growing edge. And for Dr. Thurman, this growing edge was when the world is disjointed, as he says, and it's being burned to whiten uh, being burned to whiten ash. We are to look to this growing edge, which reveals to us outside of that wilderness where God is working and how God is working. He says that especially in disjointed times, this is where we'll look to, where we'll know that God is present to you. He says these words, look well to the growing edge. All around us, worlds are dying and new worlds are being born. All around us, life is dying and life is being born. 
The fruit ripens on the tree. The roots are silently at work in the darkness of the earth against a time where there shall be new leaves, fresh blossoms, green fruit. Such is the growing edge. It is the extra breath from the exhausted lung, the one more thing to try when all else has failed, the upward reach of life when weariness closes in upon all endeavor. This is the basis of hope and moments of despair, the incentive to carry on when times are out of joint and men have lost their reason, the source of confidence when worlds crash and dreams whiten into ash, birth of the child, life's most dramatic answer to death. That is the growing edge incarnate. Look well to the growing edge. While we all might have our personal wildernesses, the reality is that we also now live in a time that is disjointed. Things don't quite make sense. We don't quite know who we are in them. They don't quite line up in the way that we think they should. While we might have our own wildernesses and while we might have had them before, we now are almost in a collective wilderness. And part of tuning into that wilderness, part of tuning into where God is, is to tune in to where it is a disjointed world and yet where the growing edge lies where there is promise of new life and new blossom and new birth and fresh blooms and fruit. Those places where God shows us that angels are attending even when the wild beasts are confronting us, the wild beasts of isolation, of pandemic, of politics before us. And if we look well to the growing edge, we might just get to tune in to something that is more of ourselves. A revelation into what is to come, the angels that attend to us in the midst of disjointed times. Robin Wall Kimmerer, who wrote Braiding Sweetgrass, says, A teacher comes, they say, when you are ready, and if you ignore its presence, it will speak to you more loudly, but you have to be quiet to hear. In the wilderness, it's where we prepare ourselves for being ready for the teachers to come before us. In the wilderness, it's where we prepare ourselves to recognize the angels if we're quiet enough to hear. In the wilderness, it's where we get to reveal who we are, remember who we are, and return to who we are. I say this as sun is shining in my face, sun I didn't recognize before and I didn't realize was coming today. In fact, I've been dodging and weaving outside of this, and yet in the wilderness, it comes as a beautiful reminder of what is to come. Friends, may you be in the wilderness a little bit. Tune into new clarity of who you are, resonating perhaps with wildernesses that you've had before and the wilderness we face together now. Here are a few questions for you to ponder. What does wilderness look like for you this season? What are you being compelled into this season? What is driving you into that space and what will you find there? Friends, go in peace, knowing that you are so loved that angels will attend to you there even as you confront the wild beasts. Go knowing that you are the one chosen, beloved, and free during this Lenten season. Go facing the sun in all of its glory. In the name of our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Peace be with you.